All right. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Comic Book Layer podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm Ray. And we've got another awesome episode lined up for you guys today. The book of the week is Radiant Black. Can't wait to dig into that with our good buddy Ray, that comic book dad. How you doing, buddy? What's up, dude? How are you, man? You know, I'm living. I'm alive. That's, you know, that's a positive in today, I guess. Dude, we're upright and breathing. That's right, dude. I've got COVID in the house, so that's been something tiring. Uh, but just trying to manage it, live through it. Luckily, I don't have it as of yet. So, you know, it's got to roll my the best. punches. Yeah, taking the C, the D, the zinc. Yeah, dude, <laughs> you gotta just down vitamins and yeah. rest. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what did you have a? Good week. I mean, did you get any reading in? Any, uh, dude, really quick. First things first. And I know you're going to let me down on this. No. Did you? I didn't. Or did you not? I already know what you're going to ask. You you didn't even watch the intro yet, did you? I didn't watch nothing. This week was, I I, I know I say it again, but this this week was, I had a gnarly week. Just, um, do work wise and then just, um, tons of stuff going on with the kids, just family life. Just, um, I almost didn't even get a chance to breathe. It was that busy. (laughs) (laughs) As I'm just thankful to be breathing. Yeah. You were having a hard time. Gosh. Yeah. It was, um, it was intense. I did get a, um, stop by one of my local shops and, um, I did pick up a couple new books, which was cool. Um, I was able to read, um, from last week, I was able to read the uh, the new Batman, the the Zdarsky run. Chip Zdarsky. Yeah. Um, so I got uh, the first issue of that in, which was super cool. Um, so it's called Batman the Knight. Is there a reason it's called the Knight? Is he like, uh, so far as he set up as some sort of like gnarly medieval dude? <laughs> <laughs> dude, I hope he gets in a medieval knight suit. <laughs> no um so it's kind of like the uh, going back again to like the young years of batman and i know it's kind of like i've been done before but um the last like two pages was super cool so hopefully setting it up for something good yeah so i'm interested to see where that's going Dude, it's kind of gnarly with batman like he has like I, I mean i don't know i'm just spitballing here but like seven or eight separate titles right now yeah, like Batman's just—he's on a ton of adventures, man. Yeah, you can't stop that guy. And I don't know if any of them are like—I have read a few issues of of some of them that are going on right now, and they're just—they're okay. Um, yeah, they're nothing. I to did like, like Jock's uh, One Dark Night, which is just going to be a mini three issue mini from Black Label. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the first issue was fun, but taking a while for the second one. Yeah. And then um, I picked up two um, newer comics Friday after I got off work. I picked up um, We Ride Titans. Is that a vault comic? Yep. And then I picked up one from, what is the publisher? Is it Zenoscope yes, or something yeah. like that? Um, um, Zena, Zena. Zen- yeah, I don't know how to say it. I'm probably butchering it. Yeah, that's what we do here. Dude, we butcher everything. But um, uh, All Guts, No Glory. I picked the first issue up of that. And um, I haven't read it yet, but um, it seems pretty cool. It's got a cool backstory. It's like they have these uh, two dudes who are hired to like clean up after um, this 
pretty much just like military agency that protects us from like monsters. And these right. two guys come in and they're like the cleanup crew. And so um, it's like a, just a three issue miniseries. So it seems pretty cool. So I'm stoked to. I saw the art on the cover. It looked really cool. Yeah. So. And I heard good things about the interior art as well. So I haven't cracked it open yet, but um, hopefully this week I get a little bit more free time and we can um, get into it. Right on, man. What about you? I hope you had some more free time than I did. I did get to watch Peacemaker, unlike somebody else. So, <laughs> uh, And it continues to be really cool, really good. Um, just a lot of character development for Peacemaker and some of his friends. Uh, still continue to enjoy that a lot. It's been fun. Good escape for an hour, you know, yeah. those days. On the reading front. Of course, the most exciting thing I read all week was Saga came back. So Saga 55. 55? Yeah. Yeah. And I couldn't wait for my things from another world delivery. So I went ahead and just got it on Comixology to read it right away. And it did not disappoint, man. Yeah. Uh, so so much fun to be back in that world, kind of see what's going on with Hazel and her family and you know, some new characters and uh, some developments there and just super stoked about what's going on there. Super stoked it's back. Uh, can't wait, man, for more more of that. And then I also read New Burn uh, 2 by Chip Zdarsky. We, uh, we kind of like Chip Zdarsky yeah, around here. he's got a lot of good stuff going on right now. This is cool because the art's done by Jacob Phillips, who's also doing uh, That Texas Blood mm. with, um, I think it's Chris Condon. But... I love that Texas blood and new burn so far has been great. And this one, you get to find out, you know, a little bit more about new burn and uh, his reputation. And, you know, he's working with uh, Emily now, which is his new assistant and uh, super fascinating, super fun. I'm going to keep up with this. Uh, I really like it. Um, Chips the man. What can you say? (laughs) (laughs) And then I, I finally read uh, magic order volume two issue two. Um, I don't know, man. I'm not. I'm not too sure. Yeah. How I feel yet? Yeah. Uh, there's a lot more going on. Uh, warring sort of magic orders, like different orders. Like there's a you know group that's trying to start a dark order or something. I don't know the best way to put it, but uh, and they kind of want to take out the magic order. And dude, there's this one scene where the the I think his name's Victor. I I might be wrong on that, but he's like trying to get another dude on his side they're gonna team up to like be the you know big bad magic group (laughs) and uh he says he wants to have a dark wedding with his son and this dude's daughter and you're just like okay that's crazy because his kid's probably like 12 or something and he turns to his kid and he's like don't worry i'm gonna make sure it's fast and he just freaking wands the kid and and incinerates him just like like a sacrifice huh yeah, I guess. And then the other guy's all on board. He's like, go get my daughter. So I don't know, man. Uh, not a lot of the family. I mean, Reagan's still incompetent, it seems like. Is he still flying off the handle? Yeah, that's right. Reagan was always. He's a hothead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's he's just, you know, seems like the weakest link in that whole family, dude. Hmm. So in Cordelia, you're, she, you know, she's in charge of the magic, or- magic order, but. She's not really doing much. I don't know, man. We'll see. Hmm. She's got three more issues. 
Yeah, I have. I I think I have issue one and two, and I haven't even opened those yet. They're just sitting in in my box. Yeah, I will say <clears throat> I did. I did mention before, um, kind of wishing that the artist for the first volume, right? Yeah, um, yeah, and this has Stuart Eminem, and that like, hey, I love Eminem, but you know, I kind of miss. But this issue, there was some really cool art in it. Um, so it's growing on me. Nice. I'll get around but, to reading uh, that one day, hopefully. Yeah, let me know. Let us know when you do, you know. Pretty gnarly to watch that kid just get incinerated, though. Yeah, that's crazy. How about we dive into some Radiant Black, huh? Yeah, let's get to it, man. Um, I'm interested to hear what you think on uh, a lot of this. Yeah, I can't wait to to dig into this. This is uh, Radiant Black. It's published by um, Image Comics, written by Kyle Higgins. Art by Matt, I believe, Matt Costa, Costa. I mean, that's about as good as we're going to get around here on names. I thought it was Marcelo. Marcelo. That's about as good as I get. Completely get the first name wrong. (laughs) Sorry, Marcelo. Sorry, Mr. Costa. Yeah. Uh, It's it's a, you know, a pretty big team here on the front. There's a lot of dudes involved. There is a lot of people involved in this one. Those are the... Those are the two big, two big ones. I think Carrie does um, the lettering, though, if I'm not mistaken. Is it um, who's do, who does the Becca? Yeah, Becca Carrie. It's kind of the three of them, I think, as a as like a three part team going forward. Kind of like how Saga is just a three team. Yeah, everybody else they're just kind of like guest artists. Like, yeah, I don't know what you know. Just in certain issues, they're just kind of, but yeah. Yeah, and uh, Kyle Higgins, he's known for, obviously, his run on Power Rangers. He's He got well-known for that. Um, pretty sure he did some New 52 stuff over at DC that people know him, know him for. I never read any of it, nor have I read any of his Power Rangers. So this is really my first dive into anything Higgins has done. What about you? Yeah, same here. I've never read any Power Rangers stuff. And right but now, you were aware of that going into it, right? Like that's something yeah, and, everyone talks about it. And it's crazy because my son is on a huge Power Ranger kick right now. Oh, really? Like he'll watch like the old ones. <laughs> they're hilarious, like from the 90s. And then he'll watch like the new ones and they're like just as bad. I don't know. I remember every morning before school watching Power Rangers, man. Yeah, he's on a huge Power Ranger kick. And it's so funny because he's like – He'll be talking about Power Rangers and then he'll be talking about like characters from the 90s one, like episodes. Uh-huh. And then he'll mention like the the names of the characters like on the, the newer episodes. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> you're mixing them up here, man. And you're confusing the heck out of me. <laughs> he should come on the podcast. He'll probably do better at the just as good as us on the yeah. uh, creative team name. So, um, but yeah, he's way into it right now. But I have not yeah. read any of his stuff with like any Power Ranger runs or anything like that. Yeah, so I think he's done quite a bit. People, uh, he's obviously got a following, a fan base. Um, Radiant Black kind of issue one opens up uh, on our main character. Well, is there anything else you wanted to say kind of to, to open it up here before I get into issue one? Did you want a broad brush kind of overview for anybody or anything? Anything else? No, I think I'm, I'm ready to go, man. Let's get into it. Um, yeah, that's good. Let's do it. All right. Issue one kind of opens up on our main character, Nathan Burnett. 
he finds himself in uh, some considerable uh, credit card debt. The first, uh, the first panel is just a screenshot of his phone, letting you know that he is currently sitting at a nice sum of thirty-eight thousand dollars in credit card debt and has uh, forty-six dollars to his name. It's like the typical American man, no financial education yeah. at all. <laughs> That's right. And uh, so he he moves back home to try to um, deal with his debt, try to get himself back on his feet. You know, and the second he gets home, he he meets up with an old friend, Marshall, who we all have a friend like this, hasn't left home, (laughs) hometown. He's still chilling there, just waiting for his friends to come back. So when they meet up, they go to a bar, get, get some drinks, get a little tipsy. Uh, and after that, you know, they're leaving the bar, they go outside and they're chilling on some train tracks and there's a strange thing like hovering a, like over the orb. tracks. Yeah. Like a black like a orb. Little orb. And, uh, Marshall comments, I think it was Marshall comments that it looks the same from however you're looking at it. And so Nathan and all his brilliance decides to try to grab the thing. And when he does... Uh, he becomes suited up in some sort of new superhero uh, suit. And right as this is all happening, some cops show up uh, to the train tracks questioning him, uh, like, why are they there? And you get to see Nathan uh, throw around some of his powers for the first time. Uh, he just jumps right into it, dude. He does, man. And, uh, you know, so he's, he's sitting there, he's doing that. And then he kind of worries about these new powers and he's thinking to himself, I don't want to screw this up. Like I've screwed everything else up in my life. And so he's really nervous about, uh, this, this newfound suit and these, in these new powers. And then the issue ends with, uh, a rate, a new radiant, someone else in, uh, in a suit, but this one, unlike his, which is black and white is black and red. And it looks like she's holding some some bags of money. She's got some like, large sums of cash in each hand, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So as you're kind of going through uh, issue one, what stands out? What are your thoughts? Uh, does it grab you? Doesn't it grab you? Is Nathan's story kind of compelling? Uh, you know, he's a writer who's struggling and moves back home. What? Well, first of all, what... The, the character of Nathan and kind of that, that struggle with, with money and needing to move back home is obviously something that's uh, pretty common today. I mean, I think the stats on, on people our age living at home again is pretty high. No, for sure. That was exactly what I was going to say. So you can kind of like, you really can feel for Nathan here because he's, um, I mean, like I mentioned, like typical, I mean, I hate to say it, but that's how it is right now with a lot of people, you know, a lot of people are, you know, moving back home. And so you can kind of feel his, um, you know, he's probably feels shame and, you know, he's super upset and you can see a lot in the artwork, like especially in the first, um, couple pages where he's, um, looks like he's working for like, yeah, he's embarrassed. Yeah. He's working for like, um, almost like an Uber. You know, yeah, like a Lyft for, for driver. Here on or out, I'm just gonna call it Uber, but I think in 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 the comic it's called driver. Yeah, driver. <laughs> and which he's not making nothing, dude. He's barely scraping by, oh. trying to be. Um, dude, really quick, I did Lyft for a while. Did the you? worst possible gig in the entire world. The worst. I quit after about a week because one <laughs> night they wanted me to. I I had to go and I was driving to a bar and the dude's doing the right thing, calling a lift, wanting to get home. Yeah, but he's Ralphin. 
Ooh. all over the place. Yeah. And I'm just like, no, dude, you can't get in my car. Let me call someone else. And that's when I was like, if I can't do the job right, then I can't do the job. That, yeah. Oof. That's rough, man. Those are. That's um, so. I, I did know a few people that did it all the time and they loved it, but it just was something that, um, yeah, not for yeah. me. So he's, he's, a. Uh, Clearly trying though, right? Like, I mean, you don't do driver for the fun of it. Right. Yeah. So he's trying to get by, obviously can't move back in with his rents. His mom is like, you know, typical mom, super stoked to have have her son back. Like, you know, like, I know it's only temporary, but I'm so excited. Yeah. Like just over the top (laughs) stoked her son's moving back home because her and her dad, they're empty nesters and the dad is not as happy. He's like, oh, you know, Uh what's going on with you to move back home? You know, I will say I was, I liked the, the mom and dad here early on kind of the play here. It's, it's a little bit stereotypical. Like you'd expect it a little bit. Oh yeah. But dude, you don't ever see the mom again. Like she kind of just goes away. Yeah, you kind of see her. She doesn't one. come back up in like issue two or or anything. It's just him and his dad stuff. Yeah, a lot of him and his dad in issue two, and then you do you do see her. I, I thought you see her a little bit when the cops come back to his oh, house you're in right, issue you're two. Right. But but yeah, yeah very very minimal, very minimal. But yeah. um, yeah, and then you meet Marshall, his buddy, and <laughs> dude <laughs> is the worst. He reminds me of this like that friend that like you know, never gets like you leave high school and you're like, all right, I'm going to go move on with my life. He like never moved on with his life. It seemed he he never did. He would be like the dude who like still goes to like the high school basketball games. (laughs) And he's like the home, you know, like, and when you get back home, he's bragging about the high school basketball team. I can't wait to go to Friday night, bro. We got the the team's playing here. You know, like that's how I just see him. And, um, I don't know. Maybe it progresses. Go ahead. Yeah. Maybe they used to be like super good buddies back in the day and yeah. now they're kind of not as close. But as soon as he moves back, Marshall still like doesn't miss a beat and they like, he's still like his best buddy all of a sudden, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's almost like Marshall's been waiting for years <laughs> yeah. for this one moment for his to buddy to come back. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it, ha- it progresses pretty quick, right? He's home, meets his parents, uh, hits back up with, with Marshall. Then he gets his powers, like, I mean, pretty quick yeah, yeah. here. Um, I didn't care for the way Marshall spoke to the cops at all. It felt a little too, yeah. who's, who's going to do that? Like, it felt too brazen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Like, I was, when I was reading, like, his dialogue in this part, I was like, what is this guy doing? Like, yeah, I don't know. It, it but, was weird to me. And you know when he when he finally grabs the black hole and puts the suit on, I thought the art was really cool. Dude, though. the art's super cool. This full page right here of him like transforming is super mm-hmm. cool, man. I do then, do dig the art when he's has his suit on, man. It's it's pretty yeah. neat. And the like you know when, when as I said, he's kind of they're on the train tracks, just talk about life. He grabs the hole, he's he, he puts the suit on, and then the cops come, and a train is coming at him. And that's when you see Nathan's powers in this new suit for the first time. He, he like lifts the train up. Yeah. Whole- and I thought the the coloring on this this double page splash here with the like glow around the train and around him was super rad. Yeah. He lifts not only the train, but the cops and the cops car like he lifts it. And I don't even know if he's doing it on like purpose. Like, no, yeah. like knowingly he's like, oh, I know I have powers now and I can do this. Or it's almost like yeah. a reaction kind of thing yeah. you know what i mean so it really seems like the suit and him 
even though he's not maybe aware of it at this point, yeah. are interconnected in a way that the suit feels him and uh, can maybe protect him somehow. Yeah, or something. yeah. Like maybe his powers are controlled some some sort of subconsciously almost. Yeah, it's almost like a like a reaction or like I don't know. Right. Yeah. Maybe subconscious isn't the word, but yeah. And so I mean, you at the end of issue one, I mean, with Radiant with the red character showing up with the bags, are you excited for, for two? I mean, does it kind of lead you to uh, looking forward to more? Or? Yeah. One thing that I just thought was super weird is like, how is he not like, for one, how is he not freaking out that he has these powers? Cause after he moves the cop car, he just like, Hey, his buddy's like, Hey, can you fly? And he's like, all right, let me see. And they just fly off. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I know. And yeah. he's just kind of like, <laughs> A lot of this issue felt fast forward. Yeah, it was super fast. Like, you know, he flies off. They kind of go to this like farm place and he's like, you know, he doesn't want the suit. He's like, take it off, take it off, you know, kind of freaking out. Mm -hmm. And he's lived such a, like his past, like, I don't know, 10 years has been just terrible. You know, he's failed as a writer. He's moved back home. And so at first he doesn't want the suit. And then all of a sudden he's like, wait a second. I think this is something important. Like... I'm going to use these new awesome powers. And it's just like, pick one, man. Like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. But then you, Uh, like you said, you end with the, the radiant red, I want to say, and you're like, okay, what's going on now? So you do want to know, you know, I want to know who this other character is and what's going on for sure. Yeah. And you're, you're already getting like, so what the heck is this suit? Why are there more, you know, what the heck is the black hole doing floating out there? Yeah. Yeah. Where'd it come um, from? Yeah. You get like, you get a glimpse of his powers. Like obviously he can fly, he can lift stuff and like, what else can he do that? You know, if he's just doing these out of like a reaction, like if he really like put forth effort, like what else is he capable of doing? I like even here. He said kind of like what you said, uh, when Marshall says, what did you do? And I think you may have said this word for word already. I'm sorry, but Marshall just says, what did you do? And he's like, I don't know. I just reacted. Yeah. So that's issue one. I agree with you. I think it felt fast forwarded. Some, some of the inner turmoil kind of turns into an embrace of this thing rather quickly. Yeah. And one more thing before we move to issue or chapter two or issue two, one thing I thought of like reading Nathan's story and just, feeling bad for the dude it almost felt like it made like a perfect like origin story of like a villain bro (laughs) yeah like a dude down on his luck get some powers yeah like he just hates life he just pissed off at the world he's you know he's like you know what i have powers now i'm gonna i don't know just big he he could become a villain right now i think yeah yeah (laughs) that's what i was thinking in the back of my mind like is he gonna use his powers for good or is he gonna straight go evil style and just you know i don't know that's just what i had thinking in the back of my head yeah so issue one just kind of sets the stage for us right so it's like you kind of find out who nathan is what's going on in his life what led him to move back home uh now he's got some powers kind of how he got it and setting up a bigger world like there's more of them so you're interested yeah and so that brings you to chapter two but it opens up on some more family stuff right so he's back at home after the crazy night and his dad's just waiting for him uh sitting in there making some oatmeal or something i think right yeah and it's like (laughs) it's like that typical reaction you got if you were still living at home with your parents you know like not as i mean i think he's in his 30s here but like 
his dad and him, they kind of get in an argument and um, totally opposite of his mom. I know. And what did you think of, of this here? Kind of the dad's just telling him like, hey, if you're going to be in my roof, you better have a job. And Nathan's trying to tell him like, hey, this really cool thing happened to me that I'm kind of interested in fig, like maybe trying it out, see see where it leads, see what it, you know what we can, can do with it. And his dad's just like, does it pay? And yeah. he's like, no. And he's like, well, if you're going to be in this house, you, you're going to do something. Yeah, his dad's like a traditionalist, I think, dude. Like, you know, the nine to- He f- looks like one. Yeah, like, hey, you're working nine to five, 40 plus hours a week and, you know, like just a traditional- old school dad like if you're not out making money like yeah it's not worth it kind of thing and he's a little mean dude about the writing to him mm-hmm, he like is. just shoot straight to the point man like uh you know they're not paying you to write are they yeah <laughs> no they're not yeah so that i mean it kind of opens with with that um i thought the dad stuff uh maybe seemed a little bit again kind of like a little expected maybe like yeah. I don't know. There wasn't too much of um it just felt a little too standard. Like this is kind of what happens here. It didn't feel I don't know. Yeah, it was just kind of basic, like and you, you already know. seen it in the first issue of the dad just kinda of like eh about him moving home and then just shows yeah. his dad is just like almost like he doesn't care about his writing. He's like, Hey, look, like you you tried it, now go out and get a real job, dude. Like And then uh from that scene we get to go to our buddy Marshall's uh, place of work. This is what I mean. Yeah. He's like still in high school and never moved on from his high school days. Like he would be working here during high school. Yeah. So he's kind of chilling in the, I think he works at like a, is it a video rental? The, the marquee out front made it seem like a movie theater, but it seems like he's renting movies. Yeah. It's almost like a old school, like Hastings or something, dude. Like, Oh yeah. And he's just a jerk to every single customer. And he's got some really stupid ideas yeah. about some specials. Dude, he's got weird ideas. I mean, yeah, he's a weird dude. This was a weird sort of page for me because you it's just a it's just a one page where all of a sudden you kind of see Marshall at work. Yeah. I mean, nothing really progresses here. No, I think they just set it up because I mean, it seems like he's known through the town because the cops the cops that they met in issue one like show up at his work. You know what I mean? So yeah. I don't know. It's like he's known. So the cops are like, oh, I know where this guy's at. You know, like everybody in town knows this dude. But then in the in the next page, it's kind of cool. You see, it looks like maybe uh, Nathan was waking up and uh, he's levitating on his bed. So it's another sign of like maybe what his powers are capable of mm-hmm. or, you know. Uh, but the th- interesting thing here for me is that the black hole is kind of like outside of him. Yeah, it is weird right there. I didn't know what to make of that. Like, because he grabs it again and kind of like puts it back in his chest. Uh, but I was just, I wondered what it meant that the black hole didn't kind of like absorb and stay in him. Yeah, you know? like it's not like fully connected to him yet. You know what I mean? But yeah. as you're reading the issue, you're kind of like, until you get further along, you're like, what's going on right here? Why is it not in him? Like, well, now that you that you use the word not fully connected, maybe that plays into when he meets the big guy later. Yeah. So that's interesting. Um, so the cops show up and they're, they just want to ask him some questions about last night and kind of about this 
bank robbery that has happened, which we know is most likely the person in the red suit. Mm -hmm. They kind of want him, you know, to help the community, though. They find out that it probably wasn't him that that did the bank robberies. And so they say, well, hey, we've seen your powers. We really think that you could put those to good use helping the community. But Nathan's kind of like, I don't know, man. Like, I just got these powers. I'm really unsure of what they can do mm-hmm. or, you know, maybe even thinking some terms of like, I don't want any sort of collateral damage here. Uh, so he kind of just begs off. He, he doesn't really commit to anything with them right out of the gate. But then after this, he decides with uh, Marshall that he wants to go after this radiant red and try to ask her some questions, find out like what these powers are, what they can do. So his way to try to find her or, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. is I'm going to go, I'm going to start Uber driving again and just asking everybody who gets in the car, you know, questions about it. And, you know, he, these conversations are pretty funny. Finally, he gets someone who does tell him uh, that they saw, you know, this red person, and a junkyard. Yep, yep. And so he goes over to the junkyard. Uh, just wanted to ask some questions, but it seems like this Radiant Red doesn't trust Nathan. And so they get into a brawl. Yeah. You know, they fight, they fight. And at the end, she drives away in a car, but she leaves the bags of money behind. And Nathan's kind of looking at him like, oh, man, look at all this money. And his face kind of sinks and he realizes he can't keep it. He needs, he needs to return the money, uh, be the good guy, you know? And, uh, then, you know, he drops off the money with the cops and returns home and it's him and his dad again. Uh, this time they finally seem to agree on something, which seems like a little bit of a change again, a little fast forward and some sort of character development or something. Yeah. Yeah. But they agree on some stuff and that's how that issue ends, man. I mean, what do you think in issue two here? That was just kind of the big overview of what went down, but yeah, um, the scene where he's driving with the Uber or Lyft or driver is hilarious. All the different like panels of each person he's picking up, and he's just try- trying to like find information where he could find this red, you know, person. And yeah. one of them, is, one of them is a dude that's about to barf in the back of his seat. Oh, I know. My favorite one, though, is the dude he picked up twice. And before he could even ask him again, the guy's just like, still no. Yeah, so funny. Um, but yeah, the, the beginning of the issue is kind of weird. You know, you get some character development with him and his dad. And I like how you mentioned, too, when he's talking to the cops. Like, he is, this Nathan guy doesn't commit to nothing. Like, right. as we, we'll see later with his writing, like, he doesn't commit to his writing. He doesn't, like, he has an issue with some, you know, committing. You know, he doesn't want to commit. that's kind of a thing in our generation. (laughs) Yeah. We like to hop around. Dude, commitment is, yes, big time. Hard work, man. Yes, for sure. Hard work. But um, then we get to the scene where he goes and he finally finds this this red character is pretty cool, man. The fight scene. Dude, the art here in the junkyard when it looks like the red character is picking up an engine. Yeah. Like that suit. Dude. The coloring, like, dude, I, lo- I just, I love all of the art on when they're suited up yeah. and it's action scenes. Yeah. Uh, and the colorist here, uh, I guess they're just guest colorists. So maybe Marcelo 
does a lot of the coloring himself. It's just fantastic. Yeah, it's super cool. And it looks like, you know, the, the this red character, Radiant Red or whatever you want to call her, call him, is um more comfortable, kind of knows what knows what they're doing. But then they f- yeah. start fighting and uh, Nathan holds his own, man. They you know. He doesn't do bad. Yeah, he doesn't do bad for his first first fight. And um yeah, it's hilarious that she kind of like beats him up at first and then he steals her car. So he, he like walks off with the money. Nathan's laying on the ground and he's like, wait, I need my car. And so he chases, chases him down and uh, gets his car. It's kind of cool. Kind of cool. Cause you get to see some of his powers develop again. Yeah. So he can throw things kind of like with his mind almost. Yeah. And then he can fly. Yep. Well, I guess we figured that out in the first issue too, but yeah. here you see him flying pretty fast after a car. Yeah. But um, yeah, the scenes when they're all suited up and it's, just them battling out super cool art um yeah but he does the right thing at the end so he's not going to be a villain after all he returns the money and um leaves a little note you know and flies off the paneling when he when he's holding the money it's a it's a like a one two three four five five panels here on a page uh just the emotion just in the eyeballs Mm -hmm. like you feel it right like at first he's like oh my gosh money and then he's like oh man what should i do with this oh i'm not gonna i I don't think i should keep it oh man i gotta give him it's like his conscience hints in and he knows he's like all right i'm still gonna be broke but um you know i do have an opportunity to take all this and no one will probably ever know but he does the right thing and it's funny because the the issue ends the same way it started with him and his dad having oatmeal (laughs) i know but um yeah, it seems like they him and his dad kind of make up. Yeah, Nathan just tells him like, "Hey, man, my writing's important, and I really want to to work on it." And his dad just tells him like, "Hey, I think you should." Yeah, and it's almost like they both compromise with each other because his dad wants him to get a job. So Nathan's like, "All right, I'll still drive for driver and make a little bit money, but I'm still gonna make time to write." And then you know, his dad's like, yeah. "All right, sweet, I can live with that kind of you know, like as long as you're yeah. making some money." And some progress, then, you know, even though it's pennies or whatever, I can live with that. So he's going to need to figure a way out to make some money, though. Yeah. Which turns out he's pretty stoked about making $200. I mean, I mean, if he's like really happy. He's like, whoa, I made what was it? Like 250 bucks or something. Yeah, no, you hit it 200, 200 bucks tonight. One night, you made yeah. 200 bucks. So he's and his dad seems like, hey, extra raisins for you, buddy, on your oatmeal. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Issue three kind of just felt really fast for me. I mean, almost short or something. Yeah, it was. I think it's because we had that huge gap in it where it just has his story that he wrote, his like short story. Is that in this one? Yeah. No. Yeah. No, it's not. Issue three. Well, we just did issue two. No, yeah, going into issue three. I thought you were, sorry, I thought you were talking about oh, issue three. No, no. <laughs> I was just talking about the last one too, that it seems like it was pretty fast. Yeah, uh, big you just time. Kinda, Both one and two were quick. Yeah, and uh, again, a little bit more of this fast forwarding. Like, I feel like as I'm reading it, there's a lot of questions and a lot of like kind of like quick shifts in, in, in characters' deci- decision making and some question marks like, Radiant Red isn't really just going to, like, let the dude talk for a second. Yeah. Like, like he literally says, like, hey, I just have a question. And it just goes right into fight mode. I know. Like, some of that's a little frustrating, but that sort of stuff can frustrate you with 
superhero stuff a lot, I think. Yeah. But And I thought it was clever. You get to see some of his cleverness with the driver stuff. You know, Nathan's cleverness. Um, but the dad's change of mind at the end again seemed a little, a little gnarly. But you kind of leave knowing that him and this red radiant are obviously at odds. So yeah. you're kind of like, wow, well, I want to know what the heck's going on and how Nathan's going to uh, continue to make his dad happy. Here. I know. Like, I'm ready for Nathan to just straight up throw his riding life away and just focus straight on being this character. I'm ready yeah. for that already. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> so that brings us to, to issue three, more home life. And like you said, uh, you get to see a little, uh, like literally just about two pages worth of Nathan's kind of short story here called Big Time. Uh, and I'm just going to tell you honestly, I did not take the time to read it. I read it. So it's that story about Elizabeth, right, that he's going to keep on trying to fix here. Yeah. like he, So he wrote this short story years ago, and he's trying to make it into like a book. He just can't do it. He, I don't know if he has writer's block or if he's just – Yeah. I, I, I have no idea. Well, so as you know, he's trying to, he just tells his dad, he's like, I'm going to make this day a day for writing. And so then he kind of goes to him and he's clearly got some writer's block. Like he can't start, he can't stop. (laughs) He's just sitting in his bed uh, over and over and over. One of the funny things here, dude, is the panel uh, where he takes, so he's got writer's block, he's frustrated, but he, he, he takes like a, a little recess here to do some social media, I think. Yeah, yeah. Did you know that what he's watching right there is an actual viral video? With the cat? Like, that really happened. Really? Yeah, you can look it up on YouTube later. That's funny. I didn't know that. So, it's a dude. It's like he's having a meeting with his coworkers or something, and he gets on, and he accidentally has that cat filter on. And he's like, "Uh, I don't really know what's going on. My assistant is trying to help me right now. He's like, "Uh, obviously, I'm not a cat. Dude, I have not seen that, but that's so funny. I'm going to have to look it up. Yeah. And so then he's just going to keep trying to to work on it and get a couple pages of him just starting and stopping, reworking it. And he just can't figure out what he wants the story about Elizabeth to be. Yeah. And not only that, he's. it looks like, like in between him trying to write and think and figure out what he's going to do, he's like having like these interactions with this orb still. Like this orb is trying to communicate with him, trying yeah. to connect with him. And that's like he just can't focus, you know. And he, right. you know, he just wants to focus on writing. He doesn't want anything to do with this, with this orb and the, this, um, these powers that he has gotten. And um, uh-huh. so that could also be throwing him off. And it's obviously speaking in another language. And then in that last panel, it all of a sudden makes sense to him. Yeah, you know, it's saying radiant over and over to him, just saying radiant, 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 radiant. And yeah, he's kind of Finally, confused. He, you can just see him. He's like, what? Yeah. So then the next panel, he goes over to our boy, Marshall. And he's sitting at uh, work, just working on some superhero logos. And this is a funny little Easter egg here. I'm sure you saw the Mighty Morphin Cross It Out mm-hmm. lawsuit. Yeah. Like, can't finish <laughs> that. Uh, throwback to Kyle Higgins on Power Rangers. And uh, again, you get some more obnoxious interactions between him and some customers. And uh, this is where they come down on a name for Nathan, though, right? Yep, Marshall comes through. And so this is where he finally dons Radiant Black. But at first, I just want to call him. Nathan's like, shouldn't it be like Radiant Blue? Because really, it's more blue. Yeah. Black is classic, though, he said. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> but I, I think it's funny that, you know, he's just throwing out radiant because that's what he's just, you know, keeps repeating in his head. So. Yeah. And then it turns out Marshall, apparently he's got some sort of the fastest fingers in the West because, uh, and a page turn turns out he's already registered radiant black on social media. Got himself, uh, uh, who knows what they call it in here, but yeah, he's got a social media account and um, everybody knows, you know, they did see, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's all over the news of him returning that money, you know, because the the, the red character was in the news. And mm-hmm. so as soon as he, you know, posts this, it's going to blow up, I'm sure. After that, you cut back to a bar where Nathan's still trying to write his story about Elizabeth and he just still is not having much luck. Yeah. He decides to go home, I guess, because he's writing at home again. And uh, it looks like maybe he fell asleep and he dreams about himself in the suit. I'm assuming it's him. And uh, his future him just tells him he's a worthless piece of skin. Yeah. Do you think that's his future self or do you think that's a different character? I'm not sure. Uh, That's why most of the other reviews that I kind of read, they were saying it's future him. Hmm. It does kind of look a little like him, maybe. Yeah. But I could totally see how it's not him, too. So, yeah, I was kind of on the fence. I was like, I don't know. Is that supposed to be him, like, in the future telling yeah. him to, like, you know, let's get this show on the road already? and Or is that just a different, a, you yeah. know, an additional character that we don't know about? But then he wakes up from his dreams and he decides, I don't really want to be too worthless. And he receives a tweet from a family who's got some car troubles and he decides to go over there and help him out. But uh, his powers and his strength uh, make it a little difficult. And he ends up just flying them yeah. to where they need to go. Yeah. You know, then he returns home again and uh, still struggles with some writer's block. So what are you thinking? Issue four here. Three, sorry. Gosh, I don't know. Like, I'm just so ready for him to be like, just to really... Here, here was that word again, just to commit and, and go after yeah. to figure out what's going on with him. Like, how are you, how do you not want to know? Like you got this orb absorbed into your body. Like, how do you not want to know what you can do? What, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just ready for him to fully commit to this thing. And, um, you know, who else is really ready for him to commit to this dude, thing? Marshall. <laughs> Marshall, man. Yeah. Marshall is tired of waiting around. Yep. Yeah, like, <laughs> And, and it's just still confusing to me because like back, you go back to the first issue and he's like, you know, I failed at everything in life, but yet he, here he's still trying to write, you know, like he, he said he failed at everything and these new powers are important, but obviously they're not that important if he's yeah. not like he's going back to writing. So this new thing he has going on, isn't that important. So I was really <laughs> conflicted. I'm like, what what are you doing here, dude? Like, yeah, I don't know. what do you think? I agree with you. It's just funny that that the one character that kind of gets under our skin a little bit, we agree with completely in this regard. Yeah. And that's Marshall. We're just like, yeah, like, okay, don't always listen to Marshall, but maybe listen to him here. Yeah, maybe listen to him just with this stuff and everything else, just ignore. So that takes us to four. And four opens, I mean, I'm going to throw out some words here that I just made up, okay? Yeah. We're in some sort of computer world. <laughs> I don't know. It's some sort of radiant world. Yeah, it's like uh, futurist dreaming. And he's he's seeing that other language again. And you turn the page, and I dubbed this guy 
the radiant God. Because <laughs> I don't know who or what he is, but he seems like he's in control. He's the main guy. Yeah, he uh, looks like a giant robot. And some of this, some of the interactions here were a little confusing to me. Like he says, welcome to existence. And you're just like, what does that really mean? Yeah. Uh, some of it was a little crazy. Um, but after the dream, Marshall and him decide they're going to go try out some of the powers. This is when I was like, finally, let's get this show going. And you only get a little bit here. I mean, he shoots off a couple laser beams from his hands or whatever. And then they decide that was a day well worth yeah, well he, worth he does two energy blasts and he's so stoked. And then like, all right, let's go get a beer. <laughs> yeah. And so then it cuts back, you know, after that, he's back in the computer world and the radiant God, this is just my terms. I don't know what it really is, but it works. Yeah. Uh, it's just telling him like, Hey man, a war's coming. You're going to need to be prepared. Can you kill this thing that's coming? Like he, he pretty much just lays it on the table and says, Nathan, you're going to have to like, it's up to you, man. This thing is going to destroy the world. You're going to, can you kill it? And uh, he, like, will you take its life, his life? And Nathan, he ever the person to commit He's to something. He's not committing to nothing, dude. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You got this radiant God talking to you. I don't you need to do something. I'd be like, yeah, yeah I'll I would do be it. like, yes, sir. <laughs> Let me get my suit. Let's do it. You know? And he's just like, uh. <laughs> or like, at least be like, yeah, totally. You know, like ask him, you got the radiant God right here. Be like, sure, man. What can I do? Yeah. Like, how should I do it? Uh, yeah. Like, t- tell me a little bit about my powers here. Exactly. Like, before I jump on board, I want to know a little bit about what's going on here. And he's just kind of like. Yeah. Nah. Just sitting there frozen like a yes. typical Nathan. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, then they get attacked by, uh, you know, Red Suit Radiant here. And this scene, dude, I, this is one of my favorite scenes. These next yeah. couple of pages are so cool. The coloring, whenever he grabs a black hole, that blue, so red. Yeah. All the, like, lightning bolts when they're colored, like the red ones even there on that page are super cool. Yeah. And so Radiant Red and Nathan now back in his suit are brawling in this building, just going all out. They're just destroying the building. And so it gets to a point where that whole building is going to crumble. And Nathan's aware of it pretty quick. And so he just tells everybody to leave. And tells, you know, Radiant Red, get out of here. Yeah. And Red is just like, what? You're going to let me go? You know, you kind of get a glimpse here that, she, you know, Red is also a human. Get the cracked mask there. Yeah. So you see the eyeball. Yep. <clears throat> and uh, it turns out in a most bizarre sort of thing that you would not expect to happen, Nathan dies. Yep. In the fall, in the tumbling building. And it ends with our boy, our favorite, becoming Radiant Black. Maul Marshall, dude. He got what he wanted, I think. Got got what he always wanted. Man, so what are you thinking here, dude? So, um, yeah, I thought it was really weird that, you know, he goes out, he learns that he can do these energy blasts, like, through his hands. And then that was it. He he still is just, like, not fully committed. And then... um, we get to the fight scene and this radiant red character is seems like well seasoned, like, you know, knows what that, you know, knows what they're capable of, knows Nathan, you know, cause he finds, finds yeah. him, knows his name and, you know, um, she throws around, 
some threats. Yeah, threatening him um, to expose who he is. And um, yeah, but this whole scene where they're fighting in the building is super cool. I love the art. I will say the scene where they're practicing the powers for the first time. It's pretty weak. Yeah. Um, one thing um, I do did want to mention is when he um, meets up with this radiant god or wh- whatever <laughs> we want to call him. I'm glad to see that my terminology is sticking. He does mention that, you know, they're finally making a connection and that the yeah. connection is for the duration of their life. You know, like, that isn't going to be much longer, which isn't there, long right? at all, because in just a few pages, he's dead. Gosh. And so they finally got a connection and they're finally able to communicate a little bit. He's finally learning more of his powers and then he dies. And um, I'm not going to lie to you, man. I was super disappointed. Yeah, you're kind of not because I'm a huge Nathan fan, but because I'm just not a Marshall fan. <laughs> I know. I'm like, great. Here's, you know. But who who knows? Like you look at Marshall, and um, he makes a connection with this thing like quick. Yeah. So it's I super- think that's mainly because it asks him straight up, "Can you take its life?" And Marshall's just like, "Yeah, dude. Point me. Point the guy out. Let's go." Yeah. He. You know, this guy's like, "Hey, there's a war war coming soon. You know, your entire planet's in danger." And um, but it's weird because. It took a while for for Nathan to finally understand, you know, the language, and it's just like right away. So it's almost like is it the the commitment issues there with Nathan? Is that was that the issue going on between them? Because he wasn't like fully committed, and we kind of already know like Marshall's like all in, yeah. you know. That's interesting, but again, it's more of that fast forward stuff. I just feel like, you know, some of these things could have been slowed down, developed a little bit more. The character's a little bit more compelling, but everything seems rushed. Yeah. So like they're just really trying to get somewhere. Yeah. But that gets us to five and five. Uh, you find out Nathan is still alive. Barely. Yeah. Hanging he, on. Yeah. EMT brought him back. Uh, you know, Marshall, like you said, becomes radiant black in the blink of an eye. Uh, he's flying around. He's got most of it figured out. He fights you know, Radiant Red uh, finds out it's a girl. Radiant Red says just that, you know, she just wanted to scare Nathan. She didn't mean to kill the guy. Yeah. She's frustrated with herself because she can't control her powers. She knows she can't. Uh, and so she's mad at herself for what went down. She obviously feels bad about it. Um, and then at the very end, you get Radiant. I just going to dub them Radiant Yellow and Radiant Pink. Uh and they're they're warning Radiant Black and Radiant Red something big's coming. We, Be prepared. We need you, yeah, yeah, something big and powerful is coming. And then at the very end, it's this gnarly dude with a huge sword. Dude, he's uh, rad looking ready too. To take him out. He's straight cool looking, man. Two swords. Yeah. He's got a hood on, and um, he's ready to just kill everybody. Yeah. So, I mean, fives again. You know, those are the the big points. But what are you thinking? As we're leading up to the last issue here. Yeah. Five is super fast paced. Like Nathan just like still alive. More really good art. Yeah. Still alive. Which is so, I have so much questions about that. Yeah, me too. Because, you know, they made the connection and it's like, we are connected until death. But he really didn't die because he's still alive. So why is he leaving and now is connected to Marshall? And then you'd feel like if you have this little black hole thing that gives you powers, maybe it helps you uh, regenerate a little bit. Yeah. You're like, 
you know, really hurt. <clears throat> yeah. So questions about that. And then Marshall just takes off with this thing. He flies immediately. And it's funny. So frustrating. It's funny because in the first issue when Nathan flies, he lands at this farm and they kind of are, you know, he doesn't want his powers at first. And he's like, all right, these are important. I'll take them. Well, the same. Yeah. Marshall lands at the same farm. Does he land at the same? Yeah, farm? if you look at the picture, he crashes on the he crashes where in the in the beginning, um, Nathan lands on top of that like farm side. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're right. And so it's like at the same place. And at first, like Marshall's like, you know, I don't want this. I don't want this. You know. And then he's like, <laughs> turn a page, and it's like, let's let's let it rip. Yeah, you know. And so. Um, just really weird. I thought I thought it was super strange, you know, because they kind of went through the same thing. You know, it's like Nathan did the same thing. Marshall did the same thing. Yeah. You know, for the comparisons that this gets, uh, even written on the front cover here by Kirkman himself to Invincible, one of the disappointing things for me is that the real world struggles like you. I think you had mentioned this early on. Uh aren't really present like you don't see him really you you have to like fill in the gaps here yourself but mm-hmm. it's like the real world struggles of being a superhero are almost just not there like with invincible like you just get that mm-hmm. all the time yeah and the family life and the struggles that it brings to you know uh, a wife and a son and then a son and his girlfriends and uh, this is just i don't know what are you thinking about that yeah, um, I don't know. It just seems almost kind of like rushed and super fast paced. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. The scenes where there are in their like character, like Radiant Black and are just super cool. But then you go back to like the normal life scenes and it's kind of like. It's like it doesn't flesh it out enough. It doesn't, it doesn't allow any sort of realistic character growth. You yeah. know, it's very almost like a TV show just jumps. Yeah. But um, yeah, he makes, he makes a connection super quick. And then, you know, this radiant God, whatever we want to call him is like, Hey, you know, you, you guys are in trouble. Are, are you willing to, to fight and, um, you know, save your planet? And he's like, yeah, I'll do it. But first, you know, show me where this radiant red character is so I can go, you know, kill him. And so their scene where they're fighting is super cool. And they kind of see, you see them like almost like learning their, uh, or at least him, Marshall, learning his like abilities, like as he's going, you know, what he's capable of doing, which is pretty, which was, I thought was cool. Like he has a cape, he's like, he gets a cape and he's like, dude, (laughs) I got a cape. Yeah. (laughs) And um, so the fight scene is super cool. The art's really awesome in this scene. And then again, once again, you get, two more characters showing up and you're like, dude, where are all these characters coming from? Like, yeah, I want to know. know the way they show up. You want to know how they got there. Cause it looks like they like, teleported. Yeah, it looks like a portal opens up and they're like, yeah. Hey, <laughs> radiant yeah, yellow, radiant te- pink. I have to tell you, I'm all in on radiant yellow. Like I'm going to need more of his story. Dude. He looks like, like, who is this old dude? Yeah. He looks like a leader. He's been around for a long time. And then the pink one's like a young character. Yeah. Um, for an old dude, he's straight shredded and lean. Yeah. He's Jack. I'm dude. so jealous, man. So, um, I kind of want to know, you know, okay, wh- what's going on with this radiant world. I, I'm super interested in that. Like I could care less about Marshall's like 
life at the bookstore or movie store where it works. I just want to know what's going on with now, this radiant yeah. universe. Do you, do you feel like you could care about it, but that Higgins didn't do a good enough job to get you to care about it? Because I felt like, you know, part of the appeal of Radiant Black was this dirty, you know, middle of his life sort of guy down on his luck becoming a superhero. But it just ends up being like, can we it's like you just want it to be a grown up Power Rangers at the end of the day. Yeah. That's the more compelling stuff here. Yeah. Do you agree with that? I do. I, I mean, the specific question, I guess. Do you feel like you could have cared a lot about it? But Higgins didn't do a good enough job to like bring you into the like real world aspects of this story. Yeah, I, like so far, I that nails it for me. But then we'll see in chapter six is yeah different, a lot different for sure and for sh- me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that gets to six, and it feels like a totally different comic book. Yeah, you flip to six, and even the art is a little different. Which I mean, I don't yeah. mind. It's you know, it's cool, but it, it's it's like okay, what's going on here? It looks like it's changed. Yeah, I wish it told you in these trades who did which one. Yeah, but it's probably one of these guests. Yeah, up in front. Could, yeah, for sure. And so this is kind of the origin story of Satomi or Radiant Red, uh, as we know her now. Um, and it opens up on her and her family kind of sitting around a table all talking about Satomi and her, her fiance at this point, yeah, I think. Yeah, right Owen. Now. And, you know, just typical family stuff. Uh, then you find out that her husband is not that cool. He's in a lot of gambling debt and he's a compulsive liar. Yeah, here's steals a- her own money straight from her savings account. Um, and so she's kind of fed up, man. She's trying to figure out how to fix this problem on her own because deadbeat husband has just proven himself to be worthless. And so as she's out trying to fix this problem, she sees a black hole fall from the sky. And much like Nathan kind of grabs the thing and she becomes radiant red. And so with her new power, she decides she's going to start robbing banks to help you know, the family debt because of the husband. Yeah. And, you know, kind of, she's just like, I handled it. I took care of it. Yep. Um, what'd you think of this issue? So going back to Nathan and Marshall, I just couldn't like, I don't know. Her story was, I thought was way better. Way more compelling. Oh yeah. Like I've like, you see her with her fiance or husband and you think they're just like two lovebirds and then you find out, no, maybe not quite because he's a liar. He has a gambling issue. He's, I was frustrated at the dude, but then when she goes to her own personal bank and you find out he forged her name and took out all of her savings, like you're like, no, this is not okay. Yeah. Like you see her story. She's saving up for grad school and like, they seem to be doing great. And he drained their normal account, drained that special account for grad school. But you can see she still loves the dude. I know. You know, so yeah. it seems like maybe, no. you know, they've been together for a really long time. And um, she really cares for him and their relationship. And so she resorts to, all right, well, I'm going to use my powers to rob a bank. And yeah. that's when you get, um, you know, I think this goes back when she brings in the money. This goes back to the first issue when the cops are showing them, hey, someone's robbing a bank in Chicago. Yeah. Obviously, that's her. But, yeah, right. her story was just much. My question like, is, uh, was it your impression earlier on that Radiant Red Satomi uh, had robbed more banks than just that one as you were reading it? Because it's 
it seemed like maybe I don't know for some reason I I got the impression that she was like multiple banks had been robbed by her. I did too. Yes. And, yeah. And then in this issue, it's like, oh, cool. So that's like a cool sort of backstory. You find out why she's doing it. But then it's like, well, why is she robbing multiple banks if this one took care of it? I mean, she says she handled it. That's obviously enough money to cover whatever her debt. Yeah. Maybe it goes back to remember how she's talking to um, Marshall when they're fighting, how she just can't control it. Right. So yeah, maybe she point. has some issues she's dealing with because I know in, in one of the scenes, her and um, Owen, her fiance, her husband, they're arguing and she almost like can't control her anger and like just punches a hole through the wall. And yeah, Owen's yeah. like, what? Like, yeah. where did you, where can you punch a hole through the wall? You know? Mm-hmm. And um, so may, maybe she is one where she can't control this orb, you know, and is just using it. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, or maybe she's just using it as an outlet to to get out she's some of her anger. Come of, yeah, get out some of her anger. I don't know, but once like when it, the first five issues, I was kind of like, eh, okay. But once I got to this issue, issue six, now you're like, bring on, yeah, seven, I am. Like at issue five, you were like, okay, I could probably put this down, never read exactly. it. Exactly. This one, you're like, yeah, exactly. Like, this is probably. If we if we should cut this out, we'll cut it out. Uh, I kind of just wanted it to like start over here, like kind of forget that the first five even existed, and like let's just start over with the Radiant Red story, and then we'll meet Radiant Black. I I a hundred percent agree because this whole the whole first five issues, I was just kind of like, dude, I'm not into this really. Like Nathan's, who knows what's happening with Nathan now? Marshall has. Yeah. I don't even really like Marshall character to begin with. <laughs> You know, but then she came along and I'm like, I loved her story. Like, man. And so it does make me want to know. So I want to know what's more about her. But then I also want to know about this universe with all the, the, you know, these other characters. Yeah. And are we going to meet more? Is there a radiant purple, a radiant teal? And yeah, what's the purpose? And what's this Uh, being that's this other character that's here to destroy Earth? You know, so I I definitely want to know more about that. And so looking forward, I just hope that um, they're suited up 100% of the time. We get them more in this, just the superhero world and leave their failed writing life behind. Yeah, because like, he we don't need it anymore. Yes, and he even mentions it like multiple times. Like, oh, I failed. This is important. Like, yeah. get pat. You're not a writer anymore, dude. Like, you are right. radiant black now, and let's just stick well, with that and see what's going well, on. Well, it's funny. Yeah, it's funny because this as an origin story for a superhero, like number issue six for Radiant Red, really su- sells it, right? And this is probably what should have happened with Nathan. Nathan is in the issue one. You find out he's a struggling writer who has moved back home. He becomes a superhero. Boom. We don't need to like go back into Nathan's personal life again. Like we 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 get it now at this point, mm-hmm. and that could be compelling enough for somebody. Uh, you just got to figure out why and how somebody became the superhero, and then you can move on. Yeah, but especially if it's not wor- working <laughs> too well. So let me ask you a question because I didn't yes. notice this. So once I finished this, and then you go on through like the um, they have all like the variant cover art in the end right and in the very last page you get this read radiant and it's like a decipher code to decipher Mm -hmm. this this radiant language throughout these issues 
And so I did think that was pretty cool. However, some of the panels, it's really, really kind of hard to see which of these like characters are which, and it's hard to put it together. So I did translate some of them, but then the ones that had like a ton I was like, wow, that's kind of hard to see. I can't really translate that. I was, I was confusing some, you know, symbols with others and, um, yeah, wasn't really making it out. So I kind of gave up. What about you? Did you dive into it at all? I looked at it and I was like, how cool. And then I looked at B and D, which are the same exact little thing, but separated by about an inch. Yes. And so I was like, nah, never mind. That's what I mean. Like some of them, like there's little circle dots, like F, H, O, and T yeah. are all circle dots. And even the just number- Just a different location. Yes, even the barely. number six, but it's too hard to tell. Like they should have just made them different symbols altogether because yeah, I couldn't I did, figure that out. I did think about Googling it though, because I'm sure somebody has done it. Oh yeah, I'm sure there's a Google that transformed uh, or translated- all of yeah. you know the scenes where it has that language and you're like oh okay that'd be cool but i, I didn't take the time to do that no what are you thinking here man let's uh, let's hear the uh let's hear the rating and final final thoughts on radiant black <sighs> so man i was torn reading this whole thing and i almost wanted to give up on it until i got to chapter six and i got to chapter six and i'm like okay I, i'm kind of in now i want i want to know what's going on and um I don't know. There was a lot of rough spots though for me going through this, you know? And so if I was to give it my rating, my um, writing, I would give it a three out of five. And um, my art rating, I'd give it about a three and a half out of five. So I'm giving it a 6.5. Okay. Yeah. Right on. Because just if it wasn't for that last issue, I think it would be lower but that last issue i thought was really good i enjoyed the last issue a lot yeah and uh you're gonna collect it you're gonna read it uh, you're gonna leave it i'm just reading it yeah. it's just a read for me <laughs> just a read for me yeah yeah i agree um so i think it, my my kind of final thoughts here is if you can take like a bird's eye view of volume one I liked, I liked the way things kind of happen. If, if I'm just looking at kind of the big picture stuff, the big bullet points, uh, cool. Yeah, it was fun. As I'm reading it, though, it's frustrating. Like when you get down on the level with it and there's all these gaps and sort of, uh, like I said, like we said, these kind of character developments that just felt really fast forwarded, uh, a little bit hard to buy into and some kind of flip flopping, like within a couple pages, like, Oh, get the suit off me, get the suit off me or, and then, Oh, I got something cool here. Let's make sure we use it. Right. Um, just happened too quick. There was no sort of like realistic struggle for me. Um, so I think honestly, man, I'd give the writing a two and a half. Yeah. I did like issue six a lot just because I just got done reading one through five. <laughs> yeah. Which set the bar pretty low until, you know, six comes in and you're like, oh, cool. Like, this is a compelling origin story. Um, but, you know, it was a little bit typical, right? Like, this is a story you've heard before. Like, you know, a spouse is in debt. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to 
So, you know, it just kind of felt not super. I loved it. I loved issue six. I just want to, and you know, they're coming out with a radiant red spinoff, yeah. not spinoff, but I think just kind of like, standalone. yeah. And I'm in on that. I, I'm looking forward to it. I'll, I'll read it. Um, but I think I'm going to have to stick with the two and a half for volume one. It just, just didn't really grab me the way I, th- I wanted it to, yeah. I guess. And I give the art a three. Uh, I really like the art when they're suited up and they're fighting, but you just get so little of that really. I mean, well, maybe not so little, but not as much as I want. Um, so for me, I'm going to give it a five and a half overall and I'm going to stick with reading it. Just to read. Yeah. Just to read. But so together as a resident mathematician, we got a six and a half and a five and a half. That puts us at a 12. What a 12. Overall. Yeah, 12 out of 20. Radiant Black, uh, Volume 1, Not So Secret Origin. Yeah. And for those who have read this, and um, I I just want to know what what you guys think, because it got a lot of like high, high reviews. A lot of people love it. Like they're just super stoked on it. And, you know, I'm not saying it was bad by any means, but it just was was not. Um, what I expected and um, yeah so I want to know what what you guys just loved about it if if you um, enjoyed this and um, yeah what others thought of it yeah hop onto our discord and and leave us a message we'd love to hear what you thought Um, set us straight if we're wrong we're always open for correction yeah definitely but so I still had fun reading it I thought it was cool uh Definitely some some good points and some bright spots in there. Yeah. So I, I like the idea. I, I really was bought in on this. Oh, cool. Like, you know, it speaks to us. I mean, this is kind of our age range. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So cool, man. Well, what do you got coming up next week? Um, Next week? Oh, I'm super stoked for next week because um, issue seven of Noctera comes out. And so I can't wait to check out the new arc and um, yeah. see what's going on there. And then the other thing I am looking forward to, and um, I'm not like a huge like Star Wars guy. Like I don't know the whole Star Wars universe, but I picked up um, Star Wars Crimson Rain issue one and I enjoyed it. And so the second issue is coming out um, next week as well, I think on the second. So those two, um, definitely looking forward to that. And then just trying to read my backlog of books that I have going on. Like I'd love to uh, read all Guts No Glory this week. Um we write Titans, all that kind of stuff. So I got a backlog for days and you know me, I haven't started one issue of Peacemaker yet. <laughs> so maybe I can get a, get some time set aside to um, finally watch that. Also, I, I, I need to finish um, Hawkeye. I think I'm on episode three, maybe. So finish uh, Hawkeye before you start Peacemaker. Yeah. So I got a lot on my plate. So um, yeah. any downtime will be, stoked on right on but um what do you got coming out what do you got being shipped out to this week i'm looking forward to uh righteous thirst for vengeance i think i got either three or four coming to me i uh, still really excited about that yeah you know i'm a big rick remender fan and they're doing some really good stuff with that series i heard it's super that. good yeah and uh then i've got dirtbag rapture uh it continues to be a wild ride 
really looking forward to to what's going on there. I think I'm getting pretty close. Four or five. I think it's just a five issue run, and I think I got four or five coming to me. Uh, continue to stay up with Newburn. Uh, I love what Zdarsky and Phillips are doing there, and then Chicken Devil. I think is coming mm-hmm. to an end. I think four is dropping soon, uh, and staying up with Magic Order. Just kind of see what they're what they're up to. That's it, man. Yeah. And then, you know, Thursday, Peacemaker. Uh, <laughs> and then I'm going to text you. Yeah. Let me know what's <laughs> coming out. Give me a reminder, please. Yeah. But what do we got? What do we got coming up next week for some fans of the Comic Book Layer podcast, man? Dude, um, next week we will be going over Berserker. Keanu. Yeah. So um, I have I have yet to read that. And um, I'm pumped because I love Keanu. He's cool, Everybody. dude. Yeah, it's so cool. So, um, yeah, definitely What's looking it forward like to that. like to be somebody that just literally everybody loves you? There's no like – I know. Who hates There's nothing it? else for Keanu. There's no – you're not like mediocre on Keanu. You're not – I hate Keanu. You're just like, yeah, Keanu, I love that guy. Yeah, he seems super like cool he's just a super cool dude. So, I'm stoked on his movies. Um, yeah, so I'm – pumped to get into berserker so it'll be it'll be fun for sure check it check us out and um yeah definitely gonna be doing uh issues one through four on that which is the first arc of of that run yeah so. for sure it'll be if you haven't read it hop in oh and i almost forgot man we have a cool announcement uh as most people know we've had a giveaway going on and by most people i mean maybe the four or five <laughs> decided to try to <laughs> throw their hand in the ring here. Uh, you know, you live and learn, you try your best. We're trying to, you know, grow our discord. So we had a giveaway. And, uh, so I put the names in a little raffle and, uh, yeah, we got a winner the winner, my man. Go ahead. Mally. Super stoked. Congratulations. Yeah. Congrats, Mally. I'll reach out to you direct message and, uh, get an address of where to send it to. Stoked. So congrats on that. Yeah. She's getting three volumes of Middle West trade paperback. So the complete run of Middle West by Scotty Young. Fantastic story. Uh, excited to get that out to you. So be on the lookout. Yeah, we appreciate you. All right, dude. So um, how can people uh, follow us, man? How can they get a hold of us? Yeah, we've got an Instagram, that comic book layer. Be sure to uh, follow us along there. We post all episodes when they drop and all the cool new releases and stuff that we've got coming in. And of course, uh, Ray has his Instagram. Where can they find you at on Instagram, Ray? Yeah, they can find me over at uh, that comic book dad on Instagram. Um, I'm usually just posting cool pickups I find at my local shop and um, whatever we got going on for the week. Yeah, and we also have a Discord. Mally is well aware of that as she is the winner of our <laughs> giveaway, but we'd love to have you join us over there and kind of help us grow that community of, you know, just a fun spot to talk about our passion of comic books and all things comic book related pop culture. We also have a website, the comicbooklayer.com. All of our episodes drop there and hopefully, you know, we're thinking about maybe dropping some blogs and stuff there as well. And, you know, we also have a Patreon where if you can, support us in any way possible. We'd really greatly appreciate it uh, as we continue to try to grow and, you know, upgrade our, our setup and uh, all that stuff. So we'd really appreciate that if, if you were able to, but no pressure because we just love doing this and talking with each other and 
sharing these stories with you guys. Yeah, for sure. Um, again, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Thanks for checking us out. Um, remember, come back next week. We got Berserker going down. It's going to be fun. But in the meantime, keep reading comics. Cowabunga, nerds.